Welcome to Synthaholics. This is your host, David Duncan, and with me is... Brian! Brian. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Hey, Brian? David. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, The background Tw- and the title may or may not give away things because uh, Streamlabs is hijacking uh, what the title is supposed to be. But the title of this episode, uh, 305, is Lower Decks Season 1. But before... We get into Lower Decks. The Matrix 4, the Matrix Resurrections trailer came out. Brian! What did you think? I'm very skeptical because, like we've talked in the past, the uh, the first Matrix movie, which came out in 1999, is the good one. And then there's two ones that are after it that are the bad ones. I don't think ones. that's too much. I don't think that's too much of a hot take unless you're just super nostalgic for the Matrix. But if you think the whole trilogy is good, I encourage you to go back and watch those second two and then come back and then you can agree with us because the second ones were or the second and third one were not that good. So now that we're going into a new one, I don't know. I, I statistically it should be bad. <laughs> two thirds of the pie is rotten so yeah. uh, we're gonna build a new pie um honestly the trailer was super underwhelming to me um i completely agree with everything you said the first movie actually i mean i'm gonna take it a step further the first movie is almost perfect it was a, it was like a, a great blend of action brand new kinds of special effects that were constantly copied and almost everything in the years, you know, immediately after, like even Shrek did a bullet time Trinity <laughs> kick in the first or second Shrek movie. It was, I mean, it was hugely copied, uh, like ugh, Kung Pao, uh, enter the fist or whatever it was also had the milk, um, bullet time. So revolutionary. So many things copied, uh, the first matrix and the ma- first matrix was also a thinker. It you know it it was a little bit of brainy and a little bit actiony and it was a perfect combination. And the second two, no brainy, all action, just trying to top what the first one did. And and it, it, the story the, the story, story fell off. I mean, it became about Agent Smith. Like Neo's, like I'm gonna come after you, the Matrix, and you're gonna wish you were never the Matrix ever again. And then like the second two movies, all he's doing is fighting Smith. It's just like we're gonna fight Smith. And we're going to fight Smith, and we're going to fight the human who's got Smith inside of him, who's still Smith. Like, it's just, it, the whole thing yeah, was just, it, it was like, Smith shouldn't have been the focus of the movie. The Matrix, it's in the title. That's The, the title should have been the focus. Yeah, like, it's not called The Smith, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Smith, The Resurrection. And And for me, the new trailer, it looked like they were just trying to remake the first movie. I mean, they showed the white rabbit tattoo. He's got to follow the white rabbit tattoo. We're throwing blue pills everywhere. We've got um, like a lot of the. Well, he just wants to be. He just wants to be blissfully ignorant. I mean, we've got we've got like the helicopter on top of the building, which is a definitely a callback to, you know, like the first one, the first movie. Like I, I just like there's almost like the first half of the trailer is something new. It's. You know, Neo and therapy. That's new. I mean, that's kind of boring. But then the second <laughs> half of the trailer is like Neo and therapy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson in therapy. Uh, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Um, Mr. Uh, <laughs> he's in therapy. That's kind of boring. And the second half of the trailer is just like cherry picked action shots for a new movie. That's like basically remade shots of the old movie. The, the him and new Morpheus in the dojo fighting with a CGI exterior instead of just the interior. Uh, he like does like a anime punch thing and throws him away, you know, punches him really far away. Like all these shots are just like variations of what we saw in the first movie, which was Which could be a good thing because the first movie was good. Yeah, but I don't want a remake of the first one. I want a direct sequel. No, we don't get no, we get remakes now. We don't get anything else. You get a remake. I want a direct sequel to the first Matrix. Because the second two movie were like a garbage fever dream. That's not how society works nowadays. It's only remakes and reboots. Only remakes and reboots and reimagining. And it could be a remake or reimagining or reboot. It could even be a prequel. Uh, Morpheus is young. He's not old Lawrence Fishburne. That is true. That is true. Although although Morpheus died in the Matrix Online video game, so maybe the Morpheus is like the 007 moniker, where just different people carry the moniker. Um... Like, when one dies, they just give it to somebody else. Like, See, now you're speculating. Like, Lawrence Fishburne or, was was Morpheus. And did you write funny. the movie? You seem to know, you ha- You seem to have some inside information about this trailer here. I don't know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wild speculation. It could be a prequel, young Lawrence Fishburne, since, you know, they wanted to get a younger person. Could be a mo- different kind of moniker, could be a sequel, could be a reboot. Like, the, the, the trailer is super unclear, and I guess that, that's that's point. probably the point except yeah. for that it's just frustrating that it's just so many callbacks to the first movie well it's what like, could oh. resurrection mean resurrection could be it's a resurrection of just the series itself or it's a resurrection of what what could be resurrected the old matrix the matrix of old because the at the end of the third movie they made the new matrix that was more real or something where people yeah. choose to not not be in it could be the resurrection of neo since neo died at the end. died but the thing is i've never i've never believed that the real world in the matrix is actually the real world i've always believed in the matrix of the matrix theory or that like you know he's still plugged in somewhere this is something that yeah i mean we're just gonna wild speculate here we'll just have to wait and see it uh i had the same thoughts about you as the trailer a little bit concerned but we'll just have to wait and see like it doesn't feel like it's trying to do too much of its own thing. Uh, well, it's not. Movies aren't. It's too risky to do new stuff now because it won't sell, and then if it doesn't sell, it makes no money. I guess, but the problem was the first one didn't. Sh- I mean, the the second two didn't sell very well. It was just. Ugh. Yeah, but everybody knows the Matrix, man. Not Have you ever great. met somebody who's like, I don't know what the Matrix is? My wife. Okay. She you won. Seen- <laughs> she has not seen those movies yet. And but I'll, she's heard of the Matrix. She's had to have heard of the Matrix. I'm sure she's heard of it. But I mean, like, I, I showed her the trailer for the new one. She's like, wow, this is really boring. But she's she also hadn't seen any of the other ones. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a boring trailer. Like, w- w- with no context, this trailer makes no sense. And even with context, the trailer doesn't make a lot of sense since it's like shot for shot, almost remakes of the first movie at points in the trailer. So I'll probably get her to watch the first one with me. But I don't think I want to inflict the second two on her because they're really, really bad movies, and they're really <laughs> inflict some damage on her. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't know if I want to inflict it on me either. Like, we, we talk, 
we talked about all three Matrix movies relatively, you know, about a year and a half ago on the podcast. And um, <laughs> that was rough. I think the funniest thing out of that was uh, Holly was like, oh, I loved how peacefully Trinity died. Well, all the rebar sticking through her. I'm like, well, I know how Holly wants to die. She just wants to, like, <laughs> be impaled with a lot of rebar. Man, she, she's got a weird, weird, uh, you know, word for peaceful. Like, weird, weird thought on what peaceful is. That's true. With that out of the way, I think we should continue on to, dare I say, the roots, a little bit of the roots of the Synthaholics podcast. Uh-oh, yeah, the, the roots, you, Star Trek roots. Yeah, you dive a little bit deeper into what made this podcast the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're, we're diving back into Lower Decks. I really want to talk about Season 2 of Lower Decks, but Brian isn't a huge Star Trek fan, and... He hadn't seen season one, so I, I I know we've done an in-depth analysis on every single episode of season one back in the day, but Brian, we need to get Brian's input, what his thoughts are on season one, and this is kind of how I want to structure things going forward, where we talk about things in a macro scale instead of a micro scale, although we might take newer It'll shows. depend on what it is. It'll depend on what it is. Like, like Wheel of Time, we might do like two episodes at a time instead of like the entire season. Because those are dense books, and I don't know if it's going to be super easy to do like an entire season like at once. Um, so we might split those up into two or three episodes, depending on how long seasons are and whatnot. So, yeah, that's some that's to be determined. But these kind of shows, like Lower Decks, like you said, I, it's not that I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. I just have never, I've never really watched them. But Rick and Morty kind of started this this like style of what a cartoon is it considered a cart? I would consider it a cartoon where it's an animated show that, that, that by, by default, that's cartoon, right? Well, yeah, but it's like the style of the animation. The style of the animation is similar to, to Rick and Morty. a Rick and Morty type of thing. And also sort of the structure of the show where it's kind of just wacky things are happening where they're, they're on the the edge of light and dark side of comedy, kind of the same way as Rick and Morty. So from that point of view, I did like the show. It kind of just felt like you know I didn't know what's going to happen next. I don't even I'm now this is a bold statement here. Even for somebody who's huge into Star Trek, could you have predicted what's going to happen from episode to episode? No, it it was completely bonkers. Um, and you know, and and just, like it, but the but the thing is. Out of all the new Star Trek shows CBS has thrown at us, this is the only one that still feels like TNG or DS9. Like, it's got the Star Trek feel, or like, something happens weird, and the crew's got to figure it out, and the crew works together as a team, and they do stuff, and then, you know, they come out the other end. And it's not focusing on a bridge crew this time, you're focusing on the Lower Decks people, but it still feels like Star Trek, whereas Picard and 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 um, Discovery don't feel anything like Star Trek at all anymore, which is disappointing. But, uh, yeah, this episode had a bunch of weird, wacky things happening in it. And, like, like was it still funny to you? Because, to me, some of the funniest things were, like, the weird throwback stuff. So, here's, here's what I'll say about that. Since this was kind of, like, my first real impression of a Star Trek show, not counting the J.J. Abrams movies, mm-hmm. uh, from a new, I guess, new fan, I was totally okay with just about everything that was going on. I enjoyed it from... 
beginning to end. I didn't know it was going to happen. I know for a fact I missed probably about 50,000, you know, little details and Easter eggs. And I'm sure that's where like the old school fans found their enjoyment for it because as an old school fan, so this is not this this is not the same as what, you know, Star Trek used to be if we're comparing it to this. It's very different. So I'd imagine there's a lot of old fans of Star Trek that don't like this show because it's so different from the originals in terms of mm-hmm. the way it is. I don't know how to how to really describe that anymore who hasn't seen the old ones mm. or the old version of it. Yeah. Um, like the thing, the, my, my first view of, of the show, my hardest laugh was in episode three, the very end. Um, that was the, uh, uh, the, the temporary, the temporal edict or whatever it was, where, uh, at the very end of the episode, after the buffer time episode. Yep. So at the very end, they said Boimler, they, 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 should, they flashed forward like thousands of years in the forward, and Boimler was known for being the laziest Starfleet officer that ever existed. And then they show Chief O'Brien, and this was the hardest working Starfleet officer. He made the most impact in Starfleet in his entire life. Chief O'Brien, they showed him behind the transporter pad. So that joke, Brian, is that in Next Generation, basically the only thing he did was beam people off the ship and beam them back. Like... He, that's all he did. Oh, that and, was it. And then in, in Deep Space Nine, he became a major character. And he was the only one that could keep Deep Space Nine working working right. So, like, it, to, to, to dive into that joke, you should watch Deep Space Nine. It's, okay, so there was there was no lack of Easter eggs? Would you, oh, would you consider that there's so no many, lack of Easter eggs? I mean, like, they, they talked about, like, Gary Mitchell and Kirk and Spock and stuff like that. Like, And then the, the second to last episode, the one with the movie... Remember they're flying around the ship and they're like they're just I looking do. at the ship and there's like like there's like a in the first movie, Star Trek the Motion Picture, there's like a like a fifteen minute scene of just of Kirk and Scotty just flying around the Enterprise and it's just like Starship porn, just them flying around different angles. And that and, and that actually made me laugh the hardest my second um viewing of the show, rewatching it for this podcast. It's just like I was laughing out loud because they got so many different shots. And even though the, the, the episode's only 22 minutes, they made that scene feel really long, just like the original scene and the Star Trek The Motion Picture, just getting all those like glory shots of the Cerritos. It was it was really good. Lots of callbacks, visual and whatnot. And I'm sure you noticed the lens flares in that episode since you're, you've seen the J.J. Abrams movies. Oh, they yeah. Were, no, there's they were, there's to- they were totally doing like J.J. Abrams callbacks in that in that thing, too. Yeah, there there are some things I picked up on. I just would like to know how many I didn't pick up on because there's some stuff I definitely I definitely noticed, but there's stuff that I feel like I was like like a five year old watching like a cartoon show and they have like you know a little dirty joke in there and you don't even notice it until you're older and you watch it again. I feel like that's what was happening to me. Like so I'm now- watching it and I don't notice anything, but then. If I learned everything about Star Trek, go rewatch it again. I'll so be like, now, oh my god, how did I miss that the first time? So now you have 700 episodes of all the old Star Trek <laughs> shows to watch. To watch Lower Decks again, and then get even more out of it. Lower Decks has so many deep cuts, I can't even list them all. As big, I mean, like, the remember the uh, remember Peanut Hamper? Yes. The Exocomp. They had an episode with an Exocomp and Next Gen. I... I 
don't even remember what happened to the episode. I know it was there, but I don't remember anything about the episode. So I'm sure there's like some deep cuts from that episode that they're referencing about the exocomp. I don't remember because I haven't seen that episode in years and years and years and years. But that little machine thing is in a Star Trek TNG episode. Like, okay. And like, you know, it's just, it's great. Like the, the, the episode where uh, they're on trial, the fake trial. And, yep. and Rutherford keeps like he keeps uh, blinking in and out. They steal a, uh, a Romulan bird of prey. That was cool. That's a callback. That's the ship from at the Enterprise fought in the original series. I mean, lots, lots, lots. lots do of Do you have a, a favorite episode? My favorite episode is probably the movie episode. The la- That's the, the last second, one, right? The, sec- the second to last one. The second to last one. Okay. No, like like I told you before, like I watched them all at once, so it's kind of they all kind of blended together. So I don't know which episode was part of what episode. Uh, the the last episode was also really good. Like like seeing seeing like oh so the 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 pack led the bad guys. They're just mm-hmm. like they're like retarded, right? So they show the the, the retarded. Like, it's an enterprise. It's another enterprise. <laughs> so like so they they uh, meet the Enterprise D in a next gen episode, and they basically steal their engineer. Like oh we don't know how to fix our ship. Can you steal the engineer? And then they just like hold the engineer hostage. They're trying to get him back without like getting him killed. And they're like mostly just like annoying, not super threatening. Like they would have killed a guy, but now they've got they've they've like they've played dumb for so many races and just stolen all their technology. They've become like a superpower in this, which is kind of hilarious. They're so okay. dumb and so naive that people keep falling for their trap, and they've just like stolen all their technology, which is kind of cool that they became the bad guy. So like it's a toss up between the last two episodes being my favorite and then that's the first time we actually get a real cameo from a previous star trek character riker and troy uh they're on they were on the enterprise for the the seven seasons of next gen and the the four movies and then at the very end of the last movie riker and uh and, and troy are married and then he gets a transfer and he becomes captain of the titan so it was really cool having that um thing come in there and it was also pretty funny where like she, he's like oh where do you think i get all my contraband from i get it from Riker. i'm like oh that's so great and then like his wife is like we're gonna have a talk later <laughs> we're still in battle fight the backlash okay so those, those are your favorite the last episodes two. Uh, what about you i don't know what episode it is and i i'll have i'll have to explain myself because i'm not sure i'll even call it right it the is the hollow the hollow deck is that where they like can simulate things. What was yeah. we? Yeah, that's yeah. the holodeck. It's the game room. Yeah, Virtual yeah, the game room. Yeah. Yeah. That Virtual was my that was yeah. my holodeck. favorite episode where like they had the the logo this the logo of Star Trek have oh, like arms and legs and bad, like badgy. Yeah, badgy. That that was my favorite episode just because he was like, I'm gonna kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like ripping people's heads off. That was my that was by far my favorite episode. The last episode also was my was, because because Badgie, Badgie was, was was back and I I felt really sad that they killed Shax because I loved I loved Shax. He was the stereotypical like uh, weapons officer. He just wants to shoot something. He's like, let me shoot it, and then like, fine, Shax, you can shoot it. Weapons are out. Was he? And here we're gonna we're gonna show how much I don't know about Star Trek. Was he? Is he re- like something? Like was he acting like the way a Klingon would act? I mean, he's he was basically- every time he talked, I was like, is that like I don't know? You're similar because there's one Klingon character in in Lower Decks that I can't remember. I think there was only one. Yeah, there was it's- only one. It was the second episode where they're yeah, he kind of acted the same way. It was. 
Is that just how they all act, or like what's going on there? Well, like weapons, uh, weapons officers in Star Trek tend to act the same way. Worf was the weapons officer in, in the Enterprise D, so Worf was a Klingon. So Worf was always basically doing the same thing. Let's shoot him, Captain. Let's shoot him, Captain. This guy, Ashax, he's a Bajoran. Uh, they, they're like normally a really spiritual people. Deep Space Nine is where you get a lot of Bajorans, and there's a lot of religious stuff with the Bajorans. So it's really funny that this Bajoran guy is just so violent. Although, so they're not normally violent then. I mean, they they are because they they were terrorists. Because basically, they were like, uh, they were like the Jews. Like okay. uh, Star Trek does a lot of allegory stuff. So in, in Deep Space Nine, they were kind of like the Jews, and um, uh, the Cardassians are kind of like the Germans. Nazis or, or whatever. Yep, yep. So they were they like had they had them in, in you know occupation like concentration camp type things, and they were just kind of working them to death. So there were Bajoran terrorists, but this guy just had definitely has a very Klingon mentality. He feels like Worf, but then also in Enterprise, I've been rewatching Enterprise, and Malcolm Reed, he's a human, and he's like he's just always wanting to shoot something. He's the the weapons officer, and all he wants to do is shoot things. So whenever he gets permission, he's like, oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to. So, since we're kind of talking a little bit about characters here, just a side note uh, Jack Ransom, I noticed, I recognized his voice. So I look, I looked up his, I I looked up his voice, and he was in one of my favorite movies as a kid, Kangaroo Jack. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I just, brought that up he was in he was in sliders the tv show which i really yep. liked and he had he his dick, too. and he had his dick bitten off in piranha 3d oh, that one i haven't seen <laughs> i mean if you want to see his dick bitten off that's great still yeah. one to go to yeah, absolutely go to yeah that's a, that's a go-to <laughs> we also briefly talked about before we were podcasting that you had some issues with beckett originally can you please explain yourself because from literally like the first thirty seconds of the first episode, I was like, "This I like this character. This well, is this is the one I like." I knew you were gonna like Mariner at first because I mean she's kind of you. You don't really like Star Trek, and she's kind of like the embodiment of not really liking Star Trek, <laughs> kind of. So she's like she's totally your like. I'm you're, being targeted. She's the, she's the, they made that, they made that character that target people like me. <laughs> yeah. For people like, like it's, it's kind of genius a, a little bit. It drove me nuts. Cause I'm like, how is she in Starfleet at all? I know she has her parents kind of protecting her, but at the same time, like how could you have that many demerits and not be like kicked out? Cause they had the one episode where the guy was like a slacker and he, but he got promoted and then he got demoted immediately because like they found out how terrible he was. Well, this show is definitely more, more relaxed than I feel Star Trek is in general. This is more of a playful take, I think. Oh, Am I wrong in saying it's, that? It's definitely a more playful take, but it still feels like Star Trek, like where the Yetta crew and there's like a, a, a you know a bunch of the cast and they're always kind of working together. Whereas like the other shows are kind of like more like one character focused kind of. Um, okay. Like um, all the other shows, all the all the you know shows before CBS All Access were more like ensemble working together type cast, and Lower Decks is that feel, whereas Picard and Discovery just don't. Um, so you didn't like Beckett because she's the embodiment of, of not Star Trek. Yeah, she's not Star Trek. Okay, and, and it it, it kind of drove me nuts. Like, how is she even even alive? And like, she just she came off as like too much of a cartoon character like all all this stuff is supposed to be canon to star trek and so it was it was hard to for me to wrap my uh head around 
like how she could exist in this universe and still be allowed to serve on a starship because she is such a loose cannon and she's got like no lid on it at all whereas like you know Riker you know he could get away with stuff but I mean like he also like kind of stuck to the rule but he knew how to he knew how to break them like under the radar where she's like totally just out, out in the way and then you've got Boimler who's like a hundred percent Starfleet all the time he's like the opposite he's yeah, the yeah, complete yeah, like, opposite like, like, where he's like well, what did you th- what did you think of Boimler because I didn't like Boimler well, I, like I thought he was a bitch <laughs> I liked Boimler because Boimler was like the embodiment of Starfleet. He's he's trying to do what Star Trek does. So you've got like both characters. So like so it's kind of genius. So you've got like Mariner for people who aren't big in the Star Trek. So you've got like uh, people like you can immediately attach to her and get invested in the show. And then I liked Boimler because Boimler was like, oh, that's what I feel like Starfleet is. But so but so was Rutherford. Uh, Rutherford was pretty Starfleet. And like whenever he went yeah. around to like get. Uh, when he was changing jobs all, all of the time, he thought they were going to be mad at him and like, oh, that's great, you know, follow your dreams. And like, you know, they they played it up where they were looking like they're getting mad, but then they didn't. It's very Star Trek where like, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you should do what you want to do. Like, you know, very open, uh, accepting, loving society, which is what like Star Trek has always tried to kind of be. So that was that was kind of good. Uh, honestly, uh, once I once I grew to like Mariner by the end of the series, she was came a lot more interesting. Like when she met her like best friend from the academy, where mm-hmm. like where where we learned like she was like messing up on purpose. She wasn't like she was calculated in the way she was messing up. Where she like, she was a complete f up, you know, um, rather than just like chaotic evil. Yeah, yeah. She she was like calculated, and that made me like her a little bit more instead of instead of her just being like completely inept. Like the fact that she was trying to stay lower decks made me like her a little bit more. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I I I definitely started liking her more toward the end of the series, but she seemed like so much like a cartoon character. She didn't seem like a real person, where everyone else seemed like they could be a real person. You know what I mean? Like she seemed too out there, and that's why I didn't like her. She's definitely the farthest out there for sure. Like, like she, she acts like a cartoon character, and like you know, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't see someone like that in live action acting. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm, I'm not thinking of this show as an animated show. I'm thinking of this as just more Star Trek. So like, okay. wrapping, like wrapping my head around that, like it just, it didn't. Like, it doesn't work. It didn't work. Like her character didn't work. That's why I did not like her at first. But I like her more now as the we've got the whole plot. I'm looking forward to season. I actually have not watched an episode of season two yet. I was waiting to see how you thought about this season, and then hopefully you liked it enough so we could go on to season two. And also, I kind of wanted to binge watch season two and have that experience of binge watching it because I, I will say, you know, not liking Mariner at first made me upset. And, and and it was kind of annoying. And then I liked her at the end. So like I feel like if I binge it, then I won't have that. You got to you would get to see the whole the, the whole the thing picture. unfold at once rather and, than and, waiting, and you know, ten making, weeks. Instead of making a snap judgment on just like one episode. Yeah. I, I it think, makes sense. And, and you know, you know, in general, I think that's what burnt us out about watching Lower Decks, Star Trek, Discovery, and Picard. It's like we're just speculating about all this stuff, and then all our speculation goes to waste because the writers do something dumb. I mean, I don't say they did something dumb with this, it's just that with this show, this show was actually really great. Uh it's just that um just all the speculation was kind of exhausting and it, I just nice to kinda of like take it in and then talk about yeah. it once you've taken it in, because the speculation is kind of going nowhere on the other shows. Which is why I want to like rein it in, do macro looks at things instead of micro looks at things. So I want to talk about Freeman a little bit. Okay. So she's the she, she's the head honcho, yeah, essentially, and super strict. Mm-hmm. 
when her daughter is not super strict. Do you do you ever find where like Freeman is like just following the rules because these are the rules? Like I have to follow them. I don't have a choice just because I'm I'm doing I'm being I'm doing what I'm told type of thing. I mean, she's definitely playing things by the book, you know, a, a, as a captain. But then also, like, she kind of like was like, "Oh, we're going to be open." Then we're not. Then we're not going to be open. Like, it, it's. I, I had a little bit of weird. problems with her. She felt like she was like like following following like the samurai code to me, where it's like you will be respectful and do this all the time, perfectly. This is not our way. That's 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 kind of the take I took from her. She she was kind of like a boring, annoying character to me. I didn't really. I don't like her that much. I don't know, like, uh, like Shax was the only one I really liked of the bridge crew. I li- I like Shax. He was pretty I, I, cool. I, I like Shax. He he was funny. Um, uh, I I, I, I mean, the episodes are only twenty two minutes a piece. There's only ten episodes. I wish we could have gotten to know the bridge crew a little bit better. Because I mean, um, Captain Freeman, like, I, I mean, she was kind of a, a badass. I mean, kind of, she was, but like, hard ass. I mean, but. Uh, I, Not I, enough info. There wasn't just there wasn't just enough there for me to like make any kind of decisions about her. I mean, I, I get you not liking her because she didn't have much personality. Um, I mean, the funniest thing she did was like, oh, we might be planting these plants soon. <laughs> like on the yeah. episode where she was away, I'm like, that's it's like, oh man, that's so risky planting these plants. I thought that was pretty good, but um, yeah, I I, I wish we got to know the bridge crew. I mean, it, Ransom, the first officer, I feel like we got to know way better. He had way. Well, they had person. like a whole episode dedicated to him, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I feel like we got to know him a lot better than Captain Freeman. So maybe we'll get to know Captain Freeman a little bit better. Speaking of not getting to know people really well, um, a missed opportunity. I think the show really could have given us was more lore about the Orions because they pop up in Star Trek every now and Orion. Um, uh, Tindy, the green girl, mm-hmm. she's an Orion. So, so basically, like they're in uh, original series, they're p- portrayed as slaves. Then, as Enterprise, it seems like the females are actually the ones in power. They pose as slaves, but then they just mind control whoever buys them, and like they can kind of like just in their and they're known as pirates. And then she's like, the only lore we get about Orions in the entire thing is like we haven't been pirates for all of like five years. And only some of us haven't been pirates for all of five years. So I was really hoping for more Orion lore and stuff like that. And no episodes focused enough on Tendi to really get any Orion lore, which a little bit made me sad because uh, a lot of the other races we know a lot about and we don't still don't know a ton about the Orion. So she was a cool character along with yeah, Rutherford. I, I, I had I, no problem. Like they, they, I had, they had good chemistry. Everything about them was fine. I enjoyed them. Oh, There's wow. no, I want more of them. Oh, I want more of them too, but I just, I, I'm just a little bit disappointed they didn't give us any more nuggets about like Orion, the, about their, their race and their lore. I'll, I'll, I mean, we just like, you know, I, I, lo- I love the character. I, I want more of her. I, I wanted an episode more devoted to her. Where she made, uh, like a dog. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of like a mutant dog. I got a kick out of that. That <laughs> was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, I, I will say. The way that they like animated it and drew it, it it did it looked like super creepy. Like normally when you watch a cartoon or something like that, it's kind of like ah yeah whatever. But like they did a good job with its animation. It did look creepy and it was great. I enjoyed that part definitely yeah. for sure. I mean the animation and all was like it looks like Rick and Morty except when they do the ships and the exteriors. They are absolutely. St- 
stunning and beautiful. It's almost like two different animation styles completely. Because you've got the like the weird, uh, not super detailed humans. Then you've got sure. these gorgeous ships: the Cerritos, the Titan. Uh, like even the Packlet ship was pretty cool looking. Like the planets, all this stuff. It's like it's almost jarring how like. And then also like the sets they're walking. I mean, not the sets, but I mean like the Cerritos interior is also like super good and crisp and Star Trek looking. And like the characters just oh, they almost look like they don't even belong because they're like not the same level of animation because they got that Rick and Morty thing. Like it doesn't bother me, but it's just kind of crazy the starkness between like the characters and then everything else. Well, yeah. Cause, well, I mean, again, this is like if we're going off that Rick and Morty vein, it's this show's being built for more of a modern audience, which is it's nice to start seeing more and more of these shows because they're pretty good. So it being so there was a little bit of gore, a little bit of this and that that you can't put in like a children's show. Not that a child. I mean, not you don't have to be, you know, like 21 or above to watch it. But like, it's definitely not made for, you know, I just got home from school in third grade and I'm going to go watch Lower Decks now type of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I was hoping they would push Lower Decks a little bit more adult than they did. I definitely think they were holding back a little bit. Holding back. Oh, I how so? I definitely think. It, I mean, like it's it's definitely not like Rick and Morty level of adult humor. It's definitely a little bit below. I think as far as like for pushing the boundaries of the adult humor. Well, how far do, would you want them to push those boundaries? Uh I mean, like I'm I'm definitely in favor of rated R Star Trek, like when it's like appropriate. I think Lower Decks could be because they're going more in the comedy vein. Okay. And, you know, and more gore and stuff like that. Because, I mean, like, I like the first episode where she's, like, like flailing the batleth around drunk and then she cuts uh, Boimler's leg wide open. Like, that, that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. And then it's just like, you know, like, it's like, you know, in Star Trek, you know, back in TNG and DS9 era, everything was really PG rated. So you'd have Klingons swinging around batleths and there'd be zero blood. I mean, I, I, I want a more adult, actiony, gory Star Trek if. You want that it. Quentin Tarantino one. You want that Quentin Tarantino. I want the Quentin Tarantino. I want a Klingon war battle scene with Quentin Tarantino, like, like Star Trek being like as real as possible. I want the Klingons to be scary. The Klingons are kind of a joke. I mean, they're really dumb, usually, almost always, and they're just like, I mean, like they're not like they're they're not really scary when they really should be. They're a warrior race, and like they come off as like kind of silly, yeah, and kind of dumb. I mean, like I mean, I love the Klingons. I'm a big Star Trek fan. I love Klingons, but they don't come off as scary. They they still don't come off as scary. I want to see a scary Klingon. I want to see like them use their blacklist and like blood everywhere and like mess Cut somebody's stuff head up. off. Oh yeah, I want to see like I I would love to see like in contact. Like I I don't think they need to be dropping f bombs and stuff like that in Star Trek. Like it's because I mean like they very clearly say in Star Trek Four like we've moved beyond that. Like. So the but in a cartoon and a comedy it makes more sense that they're dropping like you know swears. I mean they're bleeping them out in lower decks. Yeah. Um. But like the bleeping it out almost makes it funnier. You know what I mean? So I, it does make well yeah. It could, well they like bleep it out to like where it's like yeah they put a bleep there but like you can still like hear what they're saying. It's not like yeah yeah yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's not like it's gone. Yeah. It's it's really good. I mean like it's but the thing is the bleep almost makes it funnier even though you hear what they're saying. Like you know what the yeah. So I mean like it didn't bother me as much in Lower Decks. Uh, but you know it's 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 pretty good. I I really enjoyed. It. I'm looking forward to seeing season two because 
It's by far my favorite of the new Star Trek stuff. So this, this, uh, I've only seen the trailers to Orville, but is this consider? Would this be considered the like a cartoon version of Orville, or is it Orville just bad? Or I don't know. I mean, I've only seen season one of the Orville. In season one of the Orville, like there's like several episodes that are just like absolutely just rehashed Star Trek episodes, like just different character names and the same basic plot uh, as some Star Trek episodes, which I mean, I guess isn't bad. Um, Orville's okay. It's funny. I mean, this is, I guess, in the vein of the Orville where, where it's more silly, but I mean, this is yeah. still very much Star Trek. I mean, and the or- some people like, you know, who really hate the new Star Trek say, you know, Orville's more Star Trek than than Discovery or Picard. And it kind of is, but it's, it's in its own universe. It's its own separate thing. This is, I mean, they're, they're both... Orville isn't different. canon? No, Orville's not canon. <laughs> oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. No, or- Orville's its own thing. But Seth MacFarlane does have a couple cameos in Enterprise. Re- okay. Yeah, uh, the, the, the... So he's a... He's a okay. He is, he so actually, wait, yeah, so he, is his, char- his character is canon? But he brought his character to Orville, and he's not no, canon no, anymore? No, no, I mean, Orville's a different show in a different universe. But I'm just saying Seth MacFarlane guest stars in, like, at least two episodes of Enterprise. He, is, he has been in Star Trek, Seth MacFarlane. Okay. But Orville's, it's, Orville's its own separate thing. It's it's like Star... It's very Star Trek-like, but it's not... Um, it's not... It's not well, it, was more, it was more a silly take, right? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a silly take on Star Trek, yes. Kind of like, kind of like, okay. a, a little bit, kind of like Lower Decks, but Lower Decks is canon, and Orville is its own separate thing. So there's another character here. Yeah, I'm gonna point to him where, where, right, right here, the right here, the to cat with to Tana was it was what was I don't remember her name Tana. I think Tana. it's I think it's Tana or something like that. Yeah, what race is Tana? I was trying to figure out that the whole... Is she literally just a cat? Like, what's going on here? Well, there's a couple different cat races in Star Trek. Um, I'm not sure which one she is, though. I mean, like, in the original series, there was, like, a sexy cat lady. Uh, She was a Kataran. And then, like, uh, let's see, cat races in Star Trek. I don't know. They're they're not featured often. Okay. and And they're basically just in the animated series. So there's like a sexy cat lady in Star Trek, and then there's like these more mangy, dumb cats in a different episode. Well, she's not uh, dumb. Star Trek the animated series, but she's mangy looking. So I'm she's thinking, mangy looking, which is why I'm thinking she's more of that other cat race, and not the not the other one. Uh, cat races in Star Trek. There's two main ones. She has to be the mangy one then. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. So there's. Atians. Uh, where's the other one? Are those the sexy ones? Yeah, those are the sexy ones. Yeah, she's uh, kind of, you know. <laughs> I mean, kind of shows up. I mean, she's she's sort of sexier than the than the one from Lower Decks. I mean, she's she's drawn uh, nicerly. And then there's uh, the slaver weapon. Slaver weapon. Um. They're they're a different race of of cats. Oh, oh. oh she's got to be one of those. She's one of those. 
Yeah, she she looks more like one of those, and I'm trying to find their name. But yeah, there's two. Then there are two different races of cat people, and I'm pretty sure she's that one. What did you think of her character? I liked her because she was like, "I'm the doctor. I'm gonna get you fixed up. You listen to me, otherwise you die." That was that was what I thought about. You know, hard is get cheese out of fur. (laughs) (laughs) Since when do cats eat nacho cheese? Since this, this since dogs, this show came into dogs, existence, dogs like cheese. So so does so does she. Mm-hmm. They got in the fur. Oh, she, I mean, she was cool. I mean, also not a super developed character. Also thought it was weird that she wanted like uh, the the shack up the shacks. I'm like, oh, she's like, I'm gonna have to shave my. P- <laughs> <laughs> And she was enjoyable. I liked her. She was she was a higher tier character of someone I liked as as well. She I I, 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 liked, I her. liked her. I liked her. And she just didn't. I just didn't feel like she had like a ton of screen time. Like she's she's no. definitely the the gruff Doctor McCoy like angry doctor. Like she's chain link Doctor McCoy type vibes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty much all she's got going on for. Because again, we didn't really get much from her. But from what we oh. did get, I did enjoy her. Also, uh, the, one of the things she references, she references the next gen episode where where Beverly's like, she gets like trapped in an alternate dimension. Well, like, everyone forgets who she is, and they start to uh, like disappearing off the Enterprise. So that's what happens when she walks into the bridge, and everyone's like, they look like their person, but they're like they're gender swapped. And then she sees yeah. herself, and she's a man or whatever. Like that's referencing like an episode of TNG. It was pretty good. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I also wanna wanna point out the voice acting. I've seen a lot of cartoons in my day, and I thought the voice acting here was like super good. Huey from uh The Boys. The Boys was in it. I mean, he was a good voice actor. It, it they all they all had like a, a well defined voice where it's where it was just entertaining to listen to. Okie dokie. They pick they pick good they pick good people for the voices. Oh yeah. yeah I thought I, that was really good too. I, so I, if you're I, into voice acting. I really liked Rutherford's uh, voice act. Okie dokie. Yep. Yep. It was good. And it was good. I mean, the, all the voice actors were, were pretty spot on. I, I really enjoyed hearing all of them. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, that's my review. Yeah. So are you looking forward to season two? Yeah, I plan on watching or starting season two probably tomorrow. Nice. I hope it'll be done by two weeks. Are, are, oh, I, is it? Is it still airing? I, no, let me look. Um, I had uh, lower decks pulled up. Season two. There are. Oh, it's only six episodes out right now. Hmm. We might have to push season two review out later because it's not done. I don't think it's done. I, I I don't know if it's gonna be ten episodes again, but right now there's only six episodes showing on CBS All Access. Burn it! We did it too soon. That's okay. We'll have to wait for this to be over. What what, 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 can you do an episode in between? Maybe Venom? I don't know. There's there's things that are coming out. We got Dune coming out. We got Venom coming out, I guess. We got... uh, 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 What's that Apple TV show that I can't think of? The Foundation. The foundation, yeah, that one comes out like next week, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but also like we we should probably t- wait talk to you know when they're done. Depending on well, like, that's, how, how okay, that's true. Done. I don't know if they're just going to drop all the episodes at once. We'll have oh, to see. It. We'll have to see how it goes. 
things are things are switching to more weekly and weekly. Uh, even Netflix is doing stuff not all at once anymore. My wife has been watching The Circle, and the latest season, season three, they're only dropping like a couple episodes at a time. Let, let's you know what? Let's get into that for a sec. Why why are they changing it? Everybody universally is like, just drop all the episodes at once. I don't want to wait. And now they're doing weekly because Disney Plus only did weekly. Netflix, I did notice, is doing more weekly stuff. Why why is this happening? Because seasons are shorter now, and there's such a long wait in between them. They're trying to like drag that out. Uh, so people, so people have a reason to come back to it, I guess. Oh, also for so they don't have to cancel their subscription because if they just want to watch a show and they dump it all at once, you can just sign up for a free month and then cancel. Oh yeah, then, then you're done. Cancel. Yeah, so I think I think they're they're doing that. Um, I think that's part of the problem. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. I just wish the seasons were longer. I I miss back in the heyday. I mean, like next gen DS Nine. Well, it Voyager. seems like those not even. I would say probably 15 years ago, it's like the show would never end. It kind of just like kept, it was just like there was a new episode every week. There was 25 episodes a season and they were once a week. I mean, that's, that's, you know, half the year. That's great. That's absolutely great. Like now we get 10 episodes. That's like two months of, of, you know, week to week, basically maybe two and a half months. I mean, it's not a long time um, out of the year. And it's really disappointing. I really wish they would have longer seasons to fill out more with the year. Like Supernatural was like the last show that I watched that still had, you know, 20 something episode seasons. And that just, well, that shows on for a long time too. And that, that was, that show started probably about 15 years ago or so. I mean, mean, that's when it was still normal. And then they kept that up. I mean, some seasons were shorter, I think, but I mean, in general, they kept 20 ish or close to 20 episode seasons. For, yeah. for almost its entire run. So that was absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed Supernatural. Um, We're in the new world now where <laughs> everything we short. get everything short. <laughs> <laughs> everything short. I don't know. Are the NCIS shows? Like, like, or I, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of TV shows, like, I, honestly. So, I mean, like, I don't know if they're like... Wow. I, don't know what, I don't know what traditional TV shows do. I don't watch those, like, at all. I don't watch cable at all like i don't i have not watched it in probably 10 years i know there's like sixteen thousand ncis shows i don't know if they're like 20 something season long things they're all different too they're like ncis miami ncis los angeles ncis new orleans (laughs) yeah there's ncis the bronx (laughs) they're they're all over the place that show's popping up in your local neighborhood they're gonna that's their goal they're gonna have a show for everybody's like county that they live in in America. NCIS Amherst, NCIS <laughs> Chicktawaga, <laughs> NCIS Eggertsville. That's what's gonna happen. You just wait. Give it another twenty years. Man, I can't wait for NCIS Depew though. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> the village of Depew. That, 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 oh, oh no, NCIS Kenmore. That one little block of Kenmore. <laughs> just. <laughs> Uh, we'll just, just get worse, we're, worse. Yeah, we're just, we're just. I'm, I'm just throwing off a bunch of our local little, um, you know, towns, towns of, of Buffalo. Yes. So, those of you not in the Buffalo area, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had Los Angeles in there and New Orleans. People yeah. know those places. Oh yeah, those are places. Yeah. They should, they those should, are just, they should just do NCS Rhode Island because Rhode Island's so small. <laughs> They probably have just, one already. It's just, just the entire state of Rhode Island. 
that's the way to do it. And then and then NCS Montana, it's one of the biggest states, but there's almost no one in it. So you just, there's yeah. there's seven people in the state. Yeah, the seven people. So I mean, the NCS will be still be like pretty. The, be, the whole the whole the whole state is the cast <laughs> of NCIS Montana. It'll just be it's it's it'll be just like Rhode Island, except for like they drive for like eight hours to get to the scene of the crime instead of like two minutes in the Rhode Island show. And they find out it's their coworker that did it. <laughs> Small world. I can't believe it, man. Can't believe it, dude. You mean someone came in from Idaho and killed this man? How dare <sighs> We're going to have to track him back to Idaho now. How dare those dirty, dirty Idahos. <laughs> Whoa, man. You're making all, you're going to make any Idaho viewers very upset here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's murderers in Ohio now, according to you. From everything I know, I, they've never murdered anybody in that state. Never heard know. anybody. And no murders come from Idaho. Don't they don't exist. <laughs> Brian's like, people from Idaho don't kill me. People from Idahoians, I love you. I don't know if that's what you call it, because that kind of sounds weird at the end. Idahoians. Idaho downs. Idaho downs. Yeah. Who knows? That's my take on Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1. So, in the meantime, since Slower Deck Season 2 is out, you can get a head start on the 700 episodes of Star Trek and then rewatch Season 1. And then oh, you God. can see all the Easter eggs you missed. Let's not get anybody hopes up and a lot face of reality here that I'm not going to watch 700 episodes of Star Trek. Well, not by next week, but, you know, maybe, maybe by episode. <laughs> I don't think there's literally not enough time to watch 700 episodes. Uh, I think I. I mean, I think I did the math. I think it's like if you ran it nonstop. I think it's like three and a half months. Ah, Cont- so uh, definitely content. not going to be able to get it done by next time. But if you play it on like six different TVs at once, you might be able to finish. Soon. I'll have to go up to our to our local Best Buy and just kind of like buy all the TVs, or I could just ask, "Hey, can we put like a different episode on each TV?" And I'm just going to sit just here, all the like seven TVs <laughs> for all the different series, and just like, like have them just all have them all going once. at once at two times speed, exorbit all, just like Matrix. I know everything now. Just Matrix sitting to the back of your head, like. <laughs> that's oh, the Matrix man. Resurrections. Brian just getting every Star Trek that, episode downloaded. It's coming. Out, that's the movie. It's coming out soon. I I shouldn't have spoiled it, but that is what Matrix Resurrection is. We're resurrecting me into the Star Trek universe, become a Trekkie through the Matrix. Yeah, just like getting it dumped into his head all at once. Who needs to watch four months of television when you can just have it downloaded directly into your brain with a giant spike? Exactly. I mean, it's. It, it's a perfect circle. We started with the Matrix. We're ending with the Matrix. We were oh in the Matrix. Gosh. We were in the Matrix the entire Did time. Did we just write the Matrix plot for? That's what the Matrix is. They're just you're gonna go to the theater expecting Keanu Reeves, but you're gonna get through all the previews, and it's just gonna be you and me sitting sitting there on the screen talking about Lower Decks. Yeah, and we'll talk about the Matrix is, in the beginning and the Matrix at the end. This is this is the Matrix. You just uh, watch the Matrix or yeah. listen to the Matrix. Yeah. You're Either welcome. Yeah. It's free. <laughs> yeah. We 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 brought it to you so you don't have to go find it. Exactly.
All right. Well, uh, thanks for talking with me about Lower Decks. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I was I was I wasn't sure if you would or not. I was hoping I was hoping the Rick and Mortyness would speak to you, and I was really hoping Mariner would speak to you. I I, I knew you would like Mariner. She's like <laughs> she's so anti Star Trek at first. So like I did like her. She is a very enjoyable character. She is fantastic. I can't. I bought a a, a poster of her, and I'm gonna. Buy a body pillow. <laughs> Get the Mariner body pillow. Like, oh, the Mariner body pillow. Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna get the cat. The cat doctor uh, body pillow. She might be on the other side. <laughs> the other side. Yeah. The, the other side of the body pillow. Body pillow. Like, mm, I'm, yeah. feel, I'm feeling cat today. Feeling a little bit of cat or feeling a little bit of Mariner. It's gonna yeah. depend on the day. It's gonna depend on the day. Huh? <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thank you all for coming in and watching. And listening, uh, be sure to follow us in all the places we are. We're on the Yield Facebooks and Facebook groups. We also have Twitter. And uh, we do uh, the stream usually every other week. Uh, Brian's got company, so I'm not sure how that's going to uh, influence the next episode. But hopefully uh, we'll still be pretty regular. We will figure it out. Hopefully we'll still be pretty regular. Uh, I've been doing streams on Fridays usually. Uh, so for for video games, we'll be talking about a little bit of No Man's Sky next time, I believe. Uh, along with Lower Decks season two, uh, we've been playing that. If recently. it's well, well, yeah, 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 or, or or whatever the next thing we're talking. I mean, uh, I mean, it's still TBD. Gonna... I don't know how much we gotta. I gotta. We gotta look into more season two if we want to do oh, half yeah. and half or what we're gonna do. Yeah, we can maybe do half and half. Who knows? Um, we'll see. Yeah, but we're only doing episodes every other week, where we might have to like prioritize some other thing and then switch back to lower decks at some point. But I'm I'm really glad you liked it. I hope you all enjoyed uh, Brian's take and kind of the macro look. Uh, As someone who's not who who's, this is my first introduction to Star Trek is lower decks, pretty much. Oh, other than the movies, <laughs> other than the the three. Do the movies count? Are the movies canon? I mean, they're 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 their own canon. They're a separate canon. Okay, so they don't count. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. It's it's funny. People are like, oh man, I hate these movies. They're not canon, or like, or like I, don't, I don't consider them canon. I'm like, well, whether you consider them canon or not, they're their own canon. They're their own canon. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're ever going to get another one of those. Another JJ Abrams Star Trek. I don't think it's going to happen. I just saw there's like there, Paramount supposedly. Has got like a couple Star Trek movies in the works. Maybe really? kind of. I don't know. I mean, there's been a couple in the works for like a year now. So like, there was like a JJ Abrams one. There was the the Quentin Tarantino one. I don't know what what they're doing. They, they, well, they, Quentin, Tar- Quentin still- Tarantino was kind of like a rumor. He just said he would do it. I don't know if anybody actually is allowing him to do it. <laughs> he, <laughs> Please let him he, do it. He, the way he would do it, it, it would be probably the most significant different type of star trek that has ever been created yeah probably and also uh, don't forget to follow us here on twitch if you haven't already followed us so you can check out the podcast live as we podcast and uh you know again uh those video game streams we're doing i'm working my way through mass effect legendary edition probably doing some prey in the nearest future and then uh Probably some satisfactory too, because that's my favorite game of all time now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite game of all time now. Basically, <laughs> Mario, you're dead to me. Satisfactory, <laughs> Mario. Mario is number one before Satisfactory. No, 
<laughs> Super Mario Brothers. The original, the OG. It's the original. It's been on top since it came out. Satisfactory took it down. Five-year-old me was like, just the best game ever. They're completely best. different types of games. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> There's not many it took Satisfactory to dethrone Mario. Yeah. There's not many <laughs> games like Satisfactory. Even Factorio isn't super like Satisfactory. I mean, it's literally the same thing, except it's not first person. Well, first person makes a completely different game, though. Yeah, but, like, the contents of the game is exactly the I mean, same. You build a factory. I mean, would you say Command and Conquer and Doom were the exact same game? Yes. Just because, just, just because if I, just because if I said no, <laughs> you you would call me out for it. <laughs> You'd say right, see exactly, see exactly, yeah. Well, Command and Conquer's top down strategy game, Doom's first person. It completely changes how the game feels. Man, it's the same type of thing. They're similar genres. They're factory building games. Uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever. But I mean, they're they're different. They're, they're different. Like, just like it. just like Mario is different from Satisfactory. Yeah, Mario is different from that. It's just as different. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little a little bit more different. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, to live long and prosper, one and all. Thanks for listening. Woo. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs>